Welcome. You're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Get that automatically downloaded. Also share this with a friend on Facebook or Instagram, YouTube, and then rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you, getting better like us. Visit leadinghope.online, get updates, find out more about the Leading Hope community. Man, I am pumped today. It Woo! is episode 166. And Kevin, uh, you're going to give I'm the, title. the title. You're giving the title today. That's yeah, exciting. So let me give an explanation before I give the title. Um, what most people don't realize is that when you make their goal is to make something better. Yeah. And what they don't realize is that typically when you make one thing better, you make something else worse. To be more thorough is to also create complexity. To raise the experience needed for a position, you also reduce the pool of people you have to work with. What you gain in engagement, you often also lose in higher level information. Your role is to decide what you're willing to lose and where you need to gain. And mm. I believe that place for you is the sweet spot. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the sweet spot. And so if I give a couple examples of this, first one that is way off, that'll probably make people mad, but hopefully you understand I'm not really talking about the thing. I'm talking about the insight to the thing that leads to the other thing. There we go. You get it. <laughs> um, I heard this fascinating interview with a, uh, just a, uh, a family practice doctor. I don't know, a family medicine, something. Yeah. Cool. Family practice. family practice doctor. Yeah. And they were reflecting on COVID. And they were saying the air of COVID, in terms of our response and information and all those other pieces, is that we took all of our... And I, could I, could I just say, like, I just thought the insight was fascinating, not what you think about COVID, not what I think about COVID. Their statement was that we we took all of our implications for what we should do based upon a, a viral disease expert. And everything that was suggested was immediately adopted. The problem is, is that the recommendations would come on how to stop the spread of the disease, not how it would affect the rest of the person. <laughs> How would it affect their long-term immune system? How would it would impact their social and mental health? Yeah. And it's saying that decisions like this should be made by generalists, not a specialist, because the specialist only looked at one in particular area and not how it would impact everyone else. And if I could just even make the case within there, like that that is what happened, yeah. right? Could we acknowledge that? Yep. Like that is what happened. Yeah. And so what we gained possibly in one area we lost in other areas right and this got me thinking like this idea as it affects organizations it affects life as it affects all this other stuff like there is a sweet spot for decisions that changes over time and your role i believe is to figure out what that is. That's yeah, good. Because no one else can. So let me give you a couple examples of uh, real life scenarios. First, VJ. Yeah. VJ is a great marketer. VJ um, believes he's got this ways, believes, that sounds bad. VJ knows yeah. how to increase traffic, exposure, awareness, and invites, especially for our church culture. Yeah. The problem is, is that if I go, VJ, run to 100 with that. Go for it. You got it, man. 
that he will automatically create capacity issues, which we haven't, haven't solved yet. Yeah. And so to acknowledge, like, there is a right balance of level of growth. I believe yeah. that if you said, hey, we need to grow this place by 500 people tomorrow, that you could accomplish that. Yeah. But you will create a whole host of other issues. Yes. And so we acknowledge that the issue isn't growth. Growth. The issue is finding the right pace of growth in which our systems, our people, our connecting levels, our pastoring levels can handle the growth that's actually happening. Yeah. And so that is the sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, other examples. Um, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> Thank you. That yeah, and we've talked about that before. Where. I'm ready to, 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 to lay down <laughs> yep. what we want to lay down to You're accomplish. Like, Let's go. But then we realize that the systems or maybe the capacity that we have to actually, because it's about the people, yep, not the system, yep, to actually do what we want to do to the vision. That's yep. good. I'm glad what, you said that. What I want people to see is to understand what you gain in one area, yeah. you lose in another. Absolutely. And if you're unaware that that is always what's taking place, you're going to miss being where you need to be. Your your role is to figure out what that is. Uh, another example. Um, oh, I like where we're This going. is going to be fun. I'm going to uh, <laughs> keep going. Recently, as a staff, we were talking through how do we correctly uh, point people to the right next step for them? How do we help them discern and find? Because for some people, it's different at our congregation. Like if you're dealing with the issues of uh, habits, hurts, and hangups, yep. celebrate recovery is the next right step for you. If you're looking to activate your faith, claim is the next right step for you. If you're struggling with questions on faith or, or that, alpha is the night, next right step for you. If you're just looking for community, if you're done with religion, if you've been hurt by the church, then a community group is the next right step for you. If you're looking to go public with your faith, baptism is the next right step for you. And so we were having this conversation of like, we have all these places that are a different best next step based upon where the individual is in their journey. How do we point them to the correct level? Yeah. And so this conversation came up like, what if we just started putting these different places in the lobby? And oh. like, if you want to be baptized, go here. And oh. if it's alpha, go here. And if it's celebrate recovery, go here. And if it's this, go here. And it was just like, so we're basically going to turn our lobby into this like carnival fair in which you can <laughs> go to all these different booths and figure out what was going on is say the the clarity that it would create for us as a team would be an overwhelming amount of information for any guest yeah like even though it may feel easier on our end to go we're pointing them to the right spot no one would ever take a step because that is too much information and so what we're trying to gauge there is what is the sweet spot of what is clear for a guest and yet is a system that we can support. Right. What is the sweet spot for the information that someone can handle and yet we've adequately staffed it, given leaders to it, that we're pointing people in a direction that is most helpful. That's good. Uh, my guess is that there's some churches every single time you have a new program, you set up a new booth in your lobby and then you wonder why even less people take a next step. Yeah. It's because you're not living in that sweet spot. Uh, every single time we have service planning meeting, we have to pick what loses. Yeah. So if I could give, like, for me, best service. Four songs, straight into the sermon. We put all the announcements and other pieces on the back end. What happens when you put all the announcements and other pieces on the back end? Everyone leaves at the time of the announcements, and no one takes the next step that they should. Okay, so let's just <clears> put <throat> them all on the front end and get them out of the way. That kills every last bit of energy we have for the service and most of the guests 
are 10 minutes late anyway. And so it misses <laughs> identifying the group that needs to hear it the most. Right. And so there's this balance of like, how do we have a service that flows well, that leads people to their next step, that casts vision in the direction that we need to, and is also meaningful and impactful. Point being, something is going to lose. Yes. And we strategically pick based upon the season that we're in, which needs to win the most and which we're willing to lose on. Yep. And there's not a right answer. Like some people go, oh no, no, this is the best way. Well, I can tell you where you're losing. Yeah. I can tell you what you're struggling with based upon where your service order is and how that actually goes. Deciding what wins and what loses based upon the season that you're in is the sweet spot. You have to pick what you're willing to give up. Uh, I love this quote by Thomas Sowell. I think I'm pronouncing his last name right. Thomas, if I'm not, I apologize. And I actually don't know if you're alive or not. So <laughs> I may take back that apology. You could still apologize to him. Thomas. Thomas. Said S. this. There are no solutions, only trade-offs. That's good. There are no solutions. In every decision that you make, you make, you're trading one thing for another you need to know what that is. Architects know that so well. Oh, that's a great example. Yep. Yep. It's good. Sorry. So, um, so let me just give like, uh, give one more example and then I'll just, uh, give some hopefully helpful steps on this and V if yeah. you've got anything, jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard people say this in church world. Okay. Uh, their advice on hiring is they'll say hire specialists, not generalists. Or sometimes they'll say the reverse and just go, well, there's no principle. It has to do with where you are. Right. If you hire generalists in a large organization, you have capturability because you don't have people who are great at one thing and they need to be great at one thing. If you are in a small organization and you hire specialists, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff that isn't getting done that needs to be done. Right. It's just say like, there's not a, there's, there's principles based upon the season that you're in. So could I tell you like, uh, pastors, church-wise, if you're a small church, like if you're under 500 people, hire generalists. Yeah. Do not hire specialists. You need generalists who can do a lot of things and lead a lot of areas. If you're much larger, hire specialists. Yeah. Like hire people who know how to do one thing really well. Yeah. And and it the, the problem is, is that if you just take hold of one of those, you're not living in the sweet spot of where you need to be in right now. And that will change over time. There is an amount of, say it like this, like execution versus complexity. There's a sweet spot there. Like we want it to be right, but we want it to be doable. We want it to be correct, but we want it to be actionable. Yeah. And if you're too focused on making it perfect, no one will actually be able to live it out. Yeah. And if you only focus on execution, you're not actually doing what needs to be done. That's good. Got anything? Uh, you keep going. I, I mean, I've got stuff that I want to go over, but... Okay, let me give you some ideas, okay? Helpful steps moving forward on identifying your sweet spot. So first off, this idea. In every decision, identify what you're gaining and what you're giving up. Here's the point. You're giving up something. <laughs> you need to know what that is. You need to know where you're taking the loss, not just where you're getting the win. And so you might not know it. Um, I, personally, I like a light staff. Like in terms of like number of staff compared to size of the church, I prefer a light staff. What I gain in volunteer empowerment, I lose in easeability for getting work done. 
Yeah. I'm willing to take that loss most of the time, but I'm aware of what I'm losing. So in every decision, identify what you're gaining and what you're giving up. Second piece, I've got three of these today. Not because there has to be three, there just is three for this one, okay? <laughs> Second one, identify your priority and not just your pain point. This is maybe the most important thing that I can communicate in this idea. Identify your priority and not just your pain point. You're making a decision because you feel stress, tension, pain in some area. You can't just feel that. You must feel your priority as well. Otherwise, what's gonna happen is you're gonna make decisions to resolve the tension, to resolve the pain point, and you're not gonna realize the problem that you're creating on the back end. That's good. There are some pain points you just live with for this season. You go, this is a struggle. Yep, that's the struggle we deal with yep. during this season. And so identify your priority and not just your pain point. And then here's the third thing. And this is like, this is less of a step. This is more of a charge. And that is choose to take the mission further and not just make your life easier. And, and I think for some leaders, they, they don't grasp that, that because they feel the pain point, they don't understand that it's a necessary pain point. And, and so you have to make a choice to say, what is the thing that will actually take the mission further and not just make my life simpler? So could I, like, one of the conversations uh, oh, we have yeah. continuously is uh, what day's meeting day? Yeah. We have a meeting day. Yeah. Right now it's Tuesday. Yeah. And here's the problem with Tuesday. The benefit of Tuesday meeting day is, number one, I get to use Monday to write a sermon. Yep. That I, I used to write way out. I realized I need to plan way out but I don't need to write way out. Otherwise I waste time and the sermon isn't fresh yep. and it's different when it's not fresh. Yep. And so to say right now I use Monday, the problem with Tuesday meeting day, we have all the information we need of attendance, statistics, things like that. The problem is we don't know if Monday's being used most effective for the majority of our team. Right. And so we're constantly wrestling with not what is best for me. Like, could I just give preference? I prefer right on Monday. Yeah. Monday I'm whooped. I'd rather not hang out with people all day right? and try to lead conversations. I'd rather sit with books. Yeah. But in the past, I've written on Tuesday. Right. I've written on Monday. I've written on Wednesday. I will let, I will slide that day based upon what is the most effective thing for the organization moving forward, not just what I prefer in that moment. Right. That's good. Um, did you have something else? Nope, that's it. Go. The uh, the interesting thing that you hear, and this is something that uh, I know I need to get better at because I'm uh, glass half full, optimist. Uh, this is going to work out. This yeah. is perfect. I think I can't wait to be part of this. This is going to be great. And I don't take time to explain the loss. Yep. And I don't need to hang out there. I don't need you, to oh, pin it on the board. Note. Uh, but I think it's important that I can lead teams and say, hey, guys, we're going to do this. And this is the, 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 I'm trying not to say fruit, <laughs> <laughs> the, the fruit that you're going to see from this, but we are going to experience this pain because of it. If I could and explain, I, uh, we recently as an organization decided we need to make sure we're losing the buzzwords that outsiders don't know. Yeah. And so fruit became on the ban list of words. Yeah, you can't use Not the F fruit word. as actual fruit. Yeah. Fruit meaning impact, yeah. which is only something Christians say. Right. Don't use the <laughs> F word. Um, oh. So it, here's the thing. Uh, we don't normally, and I think you're spelling it around, to get to the sweet spot is to acknowledge that this good is good. And it's great. Keep doing it. We will experience this pain point. We don't need to hang out there. We need to acknowledge it, move on. 
And yep. most of the time, we just explain the win and not the loss. And that may short side the sweet spot, and people only can't focus on one or the other and maybe yep. need to do that. I think that's good. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about this, I just, uh, you talked about uh, job fair, ministry fair. <laughs> um, I do think it's interesting. You talk about specialist, generalist. I think that's great. I think as you grow your organization, your church, you start to specialize in more areas because it's required. There is a possibility in the future that uh, you have to make hard decisions on ministries. Mm -hmm. um, I think there, uh, there's could be competing ministries. There could be different things that are trying to, 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 you struggle with some of those things. Yeah. Uh, I think the, uh, here's a good example. Um, Shark Tank, familiar? Familiar. Yeah, Shark Tank. They always get on there and they have these, these people that are starting something, right? A product or um, a, a business and they go, well, what's your sales? Well, if they don't have sales, why are you creating several other versions of it? <laughs> yes, that's great. Right? That's great. Why are you creating yeah. 10 different versions of the thing you haven't sold any on? And I think churches get lost in that because they haven't found their sweet spot to really go, oh, this is really where we need to put our eggs, right? And let's grow it here. We've seen sales from, and I hate that analogy, but you understand what it. I'm saying, right? We see the, the, the impact that it's making. Uh, explain that version because I think when, when I think, I think as your church grows, your organization grows, you actually need to simplify more. I think you need to, to, to actually create something that makes sense for everybody. And that is the sweet spot that you can't just keep throwing darts at everything because that, it's not, it's, you're no longer a sweet spot anymore. Yeah. It's difficult. How do you navigate those discussions? How do you navigate those decisions Yeah, I to think figure the, out the sweet spot? I think the uh, nature, the the nature of the beast, yeah. if we could say it like that, yeah. is to continuously customize because there's an individual that had a demand or a need, however you want to phrase that, instead of to find the thing that continuously works. Yeah. And as I say, like, I, I see what you're saying really reflected in the, like, lobby conversation. And eventually, yeah. if I could sum up the lobby conversation, we got to the point that we said uh, we need to send them to one spot because that's clear and actionable. And we need to ensure on the back end that we've trained our people well enough to have conversations on where they actually need to go. And that's like, there's a win and a loss there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And to be aware at all times. I, I loved what you said earlier of to say, I don't live in the loss. Right. But I do need to acknowledge it. Yeah. And I think that's the, how do you say it as like, I think people get tired of leader spin. Yes. Acting like everything's only a good thing. Yeah. And to say, like, if I can come back to, there there are no solutions, only trade-offs. Yeah. And it's a and don't make trade-offs that you're not willing to make. But I think people understand, like, when you acknowledge this is the hard part of it, but we're willing to do it because this is the good part. That is the thing that people can trust. That yeah. is the thing people can move forward in. Yeah. And you said before, you know, don't just come with a problem, come with solutions. Now I'm thinking maybe you just come with the trade-offs. <laughs> like, no, hey, if we, exactly you right. know what I mean? Because it really level sets. This is a breakthrough for me. I think this is really important because you don't want to just paint a picture that's got no, because there is no sweet spot if everything's great. And there's no, there's definitely no sweet spot if you're on the other side of negativity and you just gloom gloom and doom all day yeah so the sweet spot is really saying acknowledging hey this 
is where we want to be. This is what we're going to see the impact. This is how we're going to move forward. This is how we reach the vision. And because of that, this segment of people, of ministry, of thing will suffer. It, it, and it's acknowledging that. that. And it's not trying to sugarcoat it. It's not trying to say it's, it is it is what it is for the vision of the organization. If I could say it, like the easiest one to understand this in is to say is development and excellence. Yeah. The higher your bar of excellence, the less room you have for development because only a couple people will fit that. It's good. And so to acknowledge, like if your bar of excellence is a 10 and you're a church of 100, you have driven everyone off yep. and you have no one who you can actually access. That's good. But that has to change over time. If you're a church of 10,000 and your bar of excellence is a one, the problem is you're not creating something that people want to be a part of yep. because you're all development. Yeah. That changes. It slides over time. Find out where you need to be and make the trade-off you need to make. That's excellent. Anything else you want to add? Nope, that's it. Cool. That's it. 166, the sweet spot. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to become a better leader. Uh, if you're new to the podcast or haven't yet subscribed to Mean the World to us, if you did, then now also post about it. Rate and review are both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many leaders just like you are trying to get better like we are. We love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online. DM us on social media, Instagram. Uh, we want to hear from you see how it's going in your life and business everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader make it count